From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, SBF in the hood. Is Nexo different? And liquidation for three arrows capital. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. So Kamaui and myself are having this back and forth about different things. You heard the episode yesterday and what he wrote in his email. And he wrote back and asked another question. So I am going to answer that right now. He said, great episode. Thanks for taking the time to have this discussion. Here's the question. What are the odds that the first cryptocurrency ever is the one that seemed to have gotten most or all of it correct? Is it because the beautiful idea is born out of crisis? Is it because it had the first mover advantage and survived all the fires? Is the first question even true? I'm not trying to be myopic in my understanding of these things, but it's very hard and so much noise. With Aloha, always my crypto brother, Kamaui. I have a crypto brother in Hawaii. I'm so excited. Thank you for that. Okay, so here's what I want to say about this. What are the odds that the first cryptocurrency got it all correct? We all know that Bitcoin didn't get it all correct. But see, therein lies the the beauty of Bitcoin is that people are still working on it and developing it and trying to guide it. It is a malleable, growing, evolving process with decentralized communication between miners and devs and so on and so forth. So we all know that there's flaws in Bitcoin, depending on what you want to use it for. But now that we're getting more mature markets, we're finding that Bitcoin may be used for something that it wasn't really planned for a peer-to-peer electronic cash system. Maybe it's more of a peer-to-peer electronic cash system that acts more like a store of value than a micropayments network. However, there's things being built on it, like the Lightning Network, to allow fast, cheap micropayments. So maybe it is getting it all correct because of all of the buy-in, the the brains, the ethos, the the ecosystem, the people that are working to make sure that this thing develops in a way that is useful to people and useful for society and markets. But I think one thing that's always missed with the discussion is that it came out of nowhere with no creator. Now, we all know Satoshi Nakamoto is the creator of Bitcoin, but who's Satoshi? Where's Satoshi? Can we find Satoshi? Can we talk to him? Can we arrest him? Can we put Satoshi in prison? Now, I'm saying him. I'm just, you know, it could be him, her, they, whatever. But the, f- the fact is, is that every other cryptocurrency now has a company, a founder or something, which means there's a point of attack, which means that it's, it's, it's their interests that are involved, meaning that if they want to be rich, then they're going to try to manipulate that coin or their company or whatever to get, make money. If they are actually decentralized or private or whatever, you know what? There's a point of attack from companies or governments or whatever to say, hey, you need regulation and we're going to come get you and you're going to get arrested. So therefore, they're going to be like, oh, wait, I don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life by you know, doing this thing. So I'm going to not do this thing or change it or move it or manipulate it in a way that 
complies. And when you just throw something out there that's decentralized with no, I guess, point of attack or vulnerability, and people just start using it, that's what makes it beautiful, is that you created this thing, it lives out there, decentralized, not one person or one thing can change it or, or, or shut it down without a mass amount of communication and collaboration and consensus, and that's what makes it work. And even through its flaws, it works. It's high transaction fees, sometimes very slow, sometimes clogged network. But once this market matures and people start using it or seeing it for what it is, a maybe a digital gold for the most part, a store of value, and layer two protocols are being built to make it that peer-to-peer electronic cash system, it, it maybe is the, the option. But I think that we always overlook that if you make something with no point of attack, with consensus and decentralization, so you can't attack one miner or one person or one protocol or one dev, that that is what makes it great. And nobody has done that. Bitcoin Cash had Roger Veer. Litecoin had Charlie Lee. Solana has Anatoly Yakovenko. And you go down the line to any other cryptocurrency or even you know peer-to-peer electronic cash system, you're going to find that there is a company a foundation, a founder that's behind it. And when you have founders and foundations and organizations or companies behind them, you'll see that the incentives will align to help them. And now, obviously, this little answer to your question is not the whole picture of Bitcoin. And I'm not talking about miners, decentralization, or incentives, or you know, points of attack, or you know, the consensus mechanisms, or anything like that. What I am saying is that the, the purity of this is something that I think a lot of people don't talk about is that it's just out there. And it's not that anybody's pushing this through different incentives. It's almost being pushed through necessity. Anyway, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 8.50 Eastern Daylight Savings Times. We have Bitcoin sitting at $20,037, down 4.7% in 24 Ethereum's at $1,113, down 9% in 24. Teller is number three. Binance Coin is number five. And I don't know why I always skip USDC, which is number four. So four is USDC and five is BNB. And BNB is sitting at $218, down 8.2%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap is down 5.6% in 24, slipping under. 900 billion. It's at 895.1 billion. We have a BTC dominance of 42.7 and an F dominance of 15.1. And now it's time for coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is Chia ticker XCH. It's ranked number 132 on coin market cap. Its price is 4173 down 1.5% in 24. Its market cap is 182.4 million. Fully diluted market cap is $1 billion. Yikes. The all-time high for Chia was set a year ago on May 3rd, 2021 at $1,134.51. It's down 98% since then. Its all-time low is 16 days ago at $26. It's up 60% since then. You can buy it on Huobi, Gate.io, KuCoin, and LBank. LBank is in the top five for okay whatever anyway what is chia network chia network xch is a layer one blockchain that uses its own custom design programming language called chia lisp (laughs) 
and a novel consensus mechanism called proof of space in time. P-O-S-T. Okay. I'm going to probably look into that because that's interesting. The combination of these two allow the blockchain to use less energy without compromising network security. In contrast to most other blockchains, Chia Network is a public, for-profit, open-source company that aspires to become listed on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. And just coincidentally, we have some news from Chia Network in Decrypt today, and Chia is launching NFTs on its mainnet. And, and this is not being too critical or pessimistic, just as my personal opinion. They're down 98%. It looks as though this is a Hail Mary pass for some, for some revenue, uh, but check it out. Link is in the show notes. And that's our coin of the day. Chia Network, ticker XCH, rank number 132 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into the news today, Voyager Digital is making good on his promise to chase down crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital for owed money. The crypto broker is reported to have lent Three Arrows Capital $350 million in stablecoin USDC and 15,250 Bitcoin, totaling over $673 million at today's prices. Yowzers. On June 22nd, Voyager claimed it requested a partial $25 million USDC repayment by June 24th. And then it wanted full repayment by today. And those requests have not been met. So, Three Arrows Capital has been ordered to liquidate by a court in the British Virgin Islands, according to Sky News. Liquidation refers to the formal shuttering of a business due to its inability to pay off debt and other financial obligations. Whatever assets the company holds are sold off in a piecemeal way to various creditors with outstanding loans. It's currently unclear exactly which firms will see their claims filled and when. By the way, I got something for you to read. The ongoing liquidity issues at crypto lenders BlockFi, Celsius, Voyager have put the crypto lenders in the hot seat, with some rushing to assure clients that they have funds and their funds are safe. Nexo, however, says it's nothing like Celsius and the other crypto lenders. Here's what the data shows, and that's what I want you to read. Link is in the show notes. The long story short is they try to make the case that they're different than these other companies by showing numbers. But even though the numbers add up for now, will they add up when Bitcoin and Ethereum go to maybe 7K and $300 respectively? Given the current state of the market, it's not hard to understand the growing skepticism in the crypto lending market as a whole, including Nexo. Nora Buxton, a partner at Armanino, said, Nobody trusts anybody, even though you're showing them proof in their face. And I want to go back to the old adage in the crypto space, don't trust, verify. And I think that's what we're getting away from with all these companies. Everybody's just like, oh yeah, trust me, fingers crossed behind my back. And where's the verification? And we have on-chain verification. Hmm. You see where my skepticism is coming in and why I'm a little irked. We know how to fix this. We know how to make this transparent. However, we're not doing it. And we're not holding people accountable. Last month, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, CEO, founder of FTX, bought 7.6% of Robinhood, saying at the time he had no intention of using his stake in the company to change or influence the direction. Sam Bankman-Fried told Decrypt in a statement that while he and FTX were excited about Robinhood's business prospects and potential ways that they could partner with him, there are no active mergers or acquisition conversations about Robinhood's currently taking place. Multiple people with knowledge of the matter told Bloomberg News that Sam Bankman-Fried is deliberating internally about how to go about buying the stock and the crypto trading app. And here's my thought, and we've discussed this on the show already. I think Sam Bankman-Fried is going to buy Robinhood, rebranded FTX, 
It's going to already have a huge clientele basis that are already buying stonks. And he's just going to collect all of those people and wrap it straight into FTX. We've seen them do this with companies before. And they acquire the company. They acquire the product. They just slap FTX on it. They have all of their users, all of their data. And there you have it. They have a new arm, a new revenue arm, or a new outreach to clients labeled FTX by the purchase. And Robinhood's stock was right now around $9. It was low around 6 something, 650 So it looks as though it could be deals. Bitcoin hardware mining company Compass Mining announced today the resignation of its CEO and co-founder and its CFO. Through this restructuring, they say, the company is wholly focused on regaining the goodwill of our stakeholders and the community, as well as delivering on our mission of providing the best in-class service for miners of all sizes. The resignation comes shortly after allegations emerged that the company failed to pay utility bills at a facility in Maine, owned by Dynamics Mining. Dynamics Mining tweeted this, Effective June 14th, Compass Mining Facility hosted agreement in Maine was terminated by Dynamics 2K for failure to pay power consumption charges, six late payments, and three non-payments at mining scandals. Dynamic Mining then tweeted, All you had to do was pay $250,000 for three months of power consumption. Since you don't give your clients their serial numbers, I couldn't even help them. Twitter is the voice of your customer base, not the courtroom. The bridge that connects NFT game Axie Infinity's Ronin sidechain to the Ethereum mainnet is back online, and it was taken down in late March after a $622 million crypto hack. The play-to-earn game now every month sees around $3.5 million worth of NFT trading, and that it is far, far less than its monthly peak of $848 million last August. Axie's governance token, AXS, is down 91% from its peak, while SLP reward token is down 99% from its all-time high. As the bear market continues, Crypto.com announced Monday that it will be removing 15 cryptocurrencies from its Crypto Earns Reward Program. Doge, SHIB, Tezos, Flow are among some of those being removed. However, they're adding Zill, Phantom, and Near. And finally, the hackers responsible for stealing $100 million in altcoins from the Harmony Protocol's Horizon Bridge have begun to launder the funds, according to PexShield. Apparently, the hacker sent three transactions from the addressed use in June 23rd hack, totaling around 30,000 ETH or $36 million, to Tornado Cash, a mixing service. And there's $64 million still in the hacker's Ethereum wallet. Now, the question is, are they going to be able to track this after it goes to the mixing service? The article didn't say, but we're going to have to find out. I'm waiting to find out because this is going to be very interesting. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, leave us a comment. You can always send me an email, Aaron at decrypt.co. And until tomorrow, good luck hodling everyone.